what day is it? It's Monday. I don't really know. It's another day of the off season of Flesh and Blood. They've all sort of merged into one now. Uh, but it's got, getting we're, closer. We're, we're in pre-spoiler season now. We're getting all the the spoilers that are official, but they are also official spoilers coming out. Yeah. Are, you gonna, are we going to jump straight into FFS hype? Oh, I think... No, no, no. No, no, we're, hang on. We've got to do our preliminary bullshittery. We need the then, bit for the people that don't care about that's the what I was. Yeah, that's what start. I was thinking about. Like, oh, where have we gone? I know. <laughs> What has happened to us? When did we become a podcast that talks about flesh and blood oh, for the entirety of the podcast? That's yeah, that's uh, for, for about 90% of it. Yeah. 90%, I think so. Is there any so go on in, any home news? I've I've got one. <laughs> I'll go for it. Go just jump, go for it, yeah. Okay. Uh the Fab Den is done. Yay! Yes, it is completed now, lads. The floor has been laid, the grass, the turf has been turfed. It's um it's all good to go. Um we're gonna have I'm gonna trial it this Saturday, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, have you actually played Fab in it yet? Uh no, I haven't actually played Fab, but you know, it's going to be the place where hopefully I can get some people around and mm. uh, we can just test some games out. So now I've got Sick. a entire club that's twelve years and a fab done. Whoop whoop. <laughs> And we so, can do yeah. we could do an episode of the podcast all together. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! In, in the fab den. In the. Fab I wonder what the acoustics in the fab PTP den are like. PTP in the Ew. fab den. Are um, you going to record from in there in the future? I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got. I'm too set up here. I, I, I was yeah. sitting there thinking. Um, there is definitely some new opportunities that could definitely come out of that place. Um, in terms of, um being able to have that space to you're just going to use it as an airbnb yeah we could use this as an airbnb it's insulated and, and and everything so but no i i i'm just sort of thinking you know if if there's ever a creative idea we've got a, i've got a space that's just outside of my home to use which i'm really excited for so yeah, yeah. people at home if you've got an idea for what hamish should do with his fab then uh, please comment on the uh, the YouTube video. Yeah, that'll we be... We want to know what the people think is a good use. Do you yeah. understand what the Fab Den is? It's it's basically a shed. It's a good oh. looking <laughs> shed, though. It's, it's, it's an really... insulated shed with yeah. electricity. Well, and and the a, internet. Uh, it's got internet in it as well. Yes, it's it's like a... It's like a... A it's shed. Got, a, yeah, it's, a really it's, good it's got double glazed doors and... And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a proper room. It's a proper room with the with the decking outside, you know. It's Yeah, it looks good. Does yeah. it smell of like a sauna? It smells Does like it wood, smell mate. Of, yeah. Mm, it smells like it wood. New. Yeah, new I'm uh, quite excited about that. New wood. You're just uh, gonna yeah. come over, aren't you, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just gonna turn up. Start driving. I, I, I yeah. would I would love for it you guys to come over and sit in my shed and have a game of flesh and blood with the T V on. We could uh we could probably put some we can have something on in the background. It'll be it's a great, it'll be awesome. But Tri- that's Trip's my, gone. That's mine. He's news. gone straight into the beer. Oh wait, I'm sorry, on. guys. I can't he's wait. He's it. He can't wait any longer. Oh, wow. I've been looking at this beer for the last half an hour. He's pre. He's pouring. pouring. He's pre-pouring. All right. Okay. I guess I'll. Uh, I guess I'll go straight for the pre-pour as well. Um, well okay. Hamish, I, what are you I, drinking, bud? I guess no one else has got anything to say. So sod it. I well, have... I, I, I was gonna. Oh, he's gone, brew dog. It's Is that brew- Lost Lager? Yes. 
Oh, very nice. Brewdog. Yeah, I've got this Brewdog Loss. This is another one of my Christmas gifts um, that I've got for the uh, podcast. I've been sitting here patiently waiting to drink it for such an occasion. And I have no idea. I've never had it before. So, uh, Simon, come on. Give me uh, give me the lowdown. Your brew dog man was. I'm really I'm really excited. Well, I I yeah, well, brew dog's a bit of a controversial one. I still haven't bought anything online at brew dog since um since the revelations of their staff treating the uh, battering. Yeah, come out. <laughs> but um no, I've gone away from brew dog today. I've got an absolutely banging beer by Beavertown. Hey, and nice. it's wow. um, Beavertown Lupaloid. Which is a six. That looks 7%. really. That looks really funky. Yes, it's a very camp-looking yeah. can. Yeah, they have great it's, designs. Um, the old Beaver Town. They're famous for oh, yeah. their neck oil, aren't they? As well. Oh, the neck oil is great. It's but this is a six point seven percent IPA. They do neck oil. Um, it's a beer called Neck Oil. Oh, I oh, thought they do neck oil. Is That's mega like mega tasty. Yeah. Is it really? really mm. good. It's a session. A session of all four percent summer beer. That. Okay, um, Orlando. So, Trip. I have gone for a stout. I've gone for Fuller's Black Cab Stout. Oh, interesting. Dark beer, as is my want. Um, I think I might... <laughs> you know who's going to be excited about that? You. Uh, Chunks. Uh, Chunks, Famously, yeah. famous UK player Chunks. He, I'm sure he would enjoy this. He loves a dark beer. Uh, they did have a Northern Monk beer, but it wasn't a dark ale, so I decided to go for this wow. instead. And it was two for four pounds, which is very nice. All right, I guess. Could be better. I realise uh, yeah. that the glasses that we're pouring it in, cheers, lads. Anyway. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, boys. Um, yeah, um, I realise that the glasses that we're pouring in, those, they're, I've got the wrong one, obviously. I've got an Amstel glass. And I've realised now that the certain glasses do have this, this the thing on the bottom, isn't it? That, like, and if that's the wrong glass for the wrong lager, it, that's why it looks super frothy. But no, it only, it's only on lagers trip. I was just gonna say I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. What, 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 no, 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 it's not bullshit. Not pour it's it not, wrong. It's, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not even the way you pour it. It's just the little thing on the bottom is what it's, actually. It's something to engage the bubble, like to yes. to promote bubbling of the lager. But it's there, lager, isn't it? No, no, no. But there's, <laughs> mate. I went on. I went on this. I, I saw this. Lager. I saw He's this show. This. Look at him. No, I haven't researched it. There was a show in when I went to Edinburgh. Edinburgh when I went to Edinburgh at the. Oh god, what was it called? Is it Edinburgh? Fringe Festival? Fringe Fest. That's it. God, I lost lost track. And there was um there was a show that um oh Faye, what was the show called? <laughs> Faye, what was the show called? The one with the okay. bear. I'm going to take this opportunity to say, Hold please on. like and subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. <laughs> what was the, uh... the YouTube channel's doing very well? It's almost ah, five. Yeah, Faye, Faye's told me Sorry. it's called Thinking Drinkers. Ah. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So they give you like low, like six different like whiskies and stouts and stuff. And while they're doing their really comedy performance, they're giving you a massive long history into the a tasting you know, board. Well, yeah, and all how lager came about. And we are the only uh, things on the planet that was able to drink alcohol um, when we were primates because we were eat this particular type of uh, grape or this fruit or grape. And it absolutely got all them steaming, and they soon realised that all the other animals would eat that, and they would poison them and kill them. But we were the only ones that could have this stuff, and it just got us drunk. So we're the only things on this planet that can drink 
We have an enzyme alcohol. that breaks down alcohol. Yes, and that's how alcohol has been about <laughs> since we were primates. There you so, go. There now you, go. you know everyone. Yeah, and then they um, told us all about lager. So, so, so please like and subscribe to our Beer History Podcast and uh, join yeah. our Patreon to yeah. find out more about Hamish's beer drinking habits. Yeah, yeah. I only drink beer on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're getting very close to 500 subs on Push the Point. So that'd be yeah, cool. we are. We should 466 as of 66. right now. We should, we should, we should think about doing a giveaway. For 500 we should subs. think about doing yeah, a giveaway I think for 500 so. subs. I'm, I'm gonna have a look into the into the box of things. Should I see have. if I've got anything in my cupboard drawer that we could get? Yeah, come on. Let's we should definitely have a look through some promos that we may or may not have picked up at I've local. I've got some MetaZoo cards. Yeah. Ooh. Get out! Get out! I've got some mess. I've got some merciful retribution cold foils, amulet of earth cold foil, lightning of earth cold foil, amulet of earth cold foil. I think you know what? I think there's a point where I think I might just get all of them together and just give it away to someone. If we as a set, like a an amulet set. Uh, I haven't got. Have I got the frost? I don't think I do. Um, well, if you're interested in winning assorted promos that we have in our cupboard drawers yeah uh, get us to 500 subs and we'll throw something together and yeah, we'll pretty probably much. do a special something for the patrons we're gonna call it the push the pot push the point mystery box oh that is a great idea take the, push the box boxes. take the box yeah we'll we're give gonna you a give cash prize or we're gonna put together a push the point mystery box and then once you get to no 500 subs uh, we're going to do a giveaway, and one lucky winner will win the mystery box. There could be anything in the box. It yeah, could be anything. It could be. There could be anything in the box. I mean, I was, you know, that I was already trying to find some colorful cards. I might find. We might find some other little hidden goodies. You might uh, between even get some, some worthless metazoo cards if you're lucky. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the issue with the box. You never know what you're you never know what you're gonna get. So 500 subs, um, one lucky winner will win a win the mystery box. There you go. We didn't. We only just thought this up now. Job done. We just it. made that up on the fly. Simon's head. Simon's brow is sweating. As yeah, we, Simon, what are we um what are we gonna do on the podcast? Yeah, because <laughs> this was not on the agenda. <laughs> this was not on. It's not on my agenda. <laughs> There's, I love how there's just an arrow on there. This is not on the. And then you're like, this is not on the agenda. <laughs> move that. I've got to move this now. Well, it's gone now. Oh, oh, was this was this was this something that we were going to do later? I was going to. I was going to embarrass myself at the beginning and talk about how I fell off my bike last week. But <gasps> no, no, I didn't know that. Oh my god! No, 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 no. 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 The, the, Look, no I've the, still got a bit of a black eye as you well. You do. Oh, no. oh my god! Didn't you, you, so Simon, come on. Before we get in, what happened? Well. I was late home from work and it was very icy. And it turns out that road bike tyres and ice do not mix. Oh, really? So Someone I had to do what, the learning. I did what anyone would do and I used my face to break my fall. Yeah, uh, and I classic. came out with a bit of uh, a bit of road rash and a Ooh. and a and a black eye. <laughs> that is tough. I've heard that leaves are really bad on bikes uh, as well, like uh, like leaves that fall off. Yeah, trees, I mean, well, they yeah. just slip from under your wheels and you just go. Yeah, leaves on ice. Good. Is ice isn't good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, so, Simon! Yeah, so that was fun. Has it so I've had a black your, eye for a week. Um, has it affected your fab <laughs> playing ability? Uh, no, because fortunately, uh, I mean. I just turn up and and try and persuade people that actually it wasn't my wife that was beating me and I did fall off my bike. 
it's always an awkward conversation at work when you have a black eye because <laughs> you know whatever you tell them they're not going to yes. believe you yeah. it's like oh i fell over they're like did you get into a fight at the pub but it's like no no i genuinely did fall that would have been interesting <laughs> well fortunately your glorious mustache is intact so i was gonna say well yes tri- thank you for noticing and uh, fortunately the glorious mustache was un- not harmed mm. in the fall so for those of you that were just keeping tabs, it's still safe. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, enough of that. What are we um, doing? Right. Um, so what are we doing today? Um, I thought we might have a quick chat through uh, the pre-spoiler season hype that's going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. And, there's loads uh, of... Some of the, some of the bits that are going on. Yeah. Uh, we've got, as always, a fantastic interview today mm-hmm. with uh, none other than... Uh... Mr. Classic, otherwise known as uh, Kieran McIntaggart, oh. organised play manager for Legend Story Studios. And then we we will finish on some reflections, gentlemen. Some some reflections that have been simmered on for the last week, and we can talk with a bit of clarity on the errata and the ban announcement that happened oh yeah oh there is stuff to talk about (laughs) (laughs) quite good news yeah Yeah. because because, spoiler um i think a lot of people have overreacted personally and i think it'll be good for us to chat through some of those issues okay well i think people who think briar is dead they're definitely wrong yeah the dead in the brain (laughs) so first up How's everyone feeling about the upcoming spoiler season? We are less than a week away now. Yeah, it's uh, coming up very rapidly. We're getting sort of... We've had a couple of spoilers from uh, Card Market. So for those who are outside the EU, uh, Card Market is like a um, a card-selling website that recently just started stocking Flesh and Blood. And they got a couple of spoilers, I believe. It's, it's a part- spoiler. It's a bit like, it's a bit like the... Um, european tcg player yeah exactly exactly simon so that was pretty cool we got mucho grande and uh what was the other one i can't remember Icelander. Icelander, yeah which looks very interesting um they are currently uh the only two heroes we've had revealed so far are young heroes so not going to really impact on the cc meta um in the past with crucible of war the young heroes were never printed as full adult versions. There's, I guess, there's nothing to say that that won't happen this time. Yeah, I I'm think there's definitely pretty not skeptical. Happening. I don't think it will. Well, this is being billed as Crew 2.0, isn't it? Mm. So, I, I, who knows? But it would be, it would be a, a surprise if they were to print adult versions. No, yeah. they won't. They won't. But Amicho Grande looks like a very solid guardian card. Um, seven cost does a lot. Of looks damage. like a pretty good staple. Un- unconditional dominate, uh, which is pretty cool. I think it's a good finisher. People are saying about playing at turn one, but it does cost you your arsenal to do that. Uh, seven cost, the so. thing is, I, I think Cal pointed out that um, it's a another really good card that is uh, a good target for Rouse of the Ancients. It's another blue high strength card that you need Rouse of the Ancients for. You'll probably most of the time be one of those block cards, but at the same time, it's a good Oldham card. Oldham struggles to close the game out because it doesn't have the on on demand dominate that Bravo can throw out. So yeah, I think it's a cool card. Other than So that, before before we jump into talking about the hero like Icelander obviously 
was was released. You guys go ahead. It's a young hero, so no. Well, no, but <laughs> before we do that, can we just take stock of the fact that actually we've already had revealed a non-talented hero? Yes. Now, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I sort of felt with the with the um, out of print announcement for. Arcane Rising Unlimited and Welcome to Wraith Unlimited. Mm. I sort of felt I was getting the messaging that maybe those were those were sets that were there to introduce people to the game, to get people to know the rules and and learn to play the game. But actually, talented heroes were the way forward. Mm. And now we've got Valder, Bright Axe, who's been released and has no talent. She is a guardian young hero with no talent. Yeah, and I really uh, like her. That was a surprise. I think she's a really interesting hero. I like the mechanic. Uh, it's very niche, but I think it's an interesting one for... Yeah, Simon's just holding one up right now. I love the 21 health. I think that's really strong. Uh, I think that's huge, yeah, actually. Yeah, we, we were messing around with some draft, uh, Tails draft, and we decided to give uh, uh, Lexi some extra health, and it was really annoying. Uh, that little bit of extra health made such a big difference to uh, the hero. I think, I think well, it's really hard hero, to balance like, that. Like Guardian Blitz, uh, um, Bravo and Blitz was doing okay for a bit. This was before um, Chain and yeah. Latin. Yeah, yeah. But I do think giving uh, her a little bit more health might make a difference. But it's, it's just an interesting one. But like like Hamish was saying, it is um, it's difficult to get excited when we've got the progress scene coming up, and we know that's yeah. going to be entirely classic constructed. Mm-hmm. And really, what we want to see is um, well, we want to see these cards because they're fun and I think they're interesting. But I'd love to see some cards that can impact the classic constructive meta because that's going to be really exciting and it's going to really shake things up for ProQuest. Well, it's going to be in the form of equipment. But to answer your question, Simon, about talents, just I think it's probably not something to read into too much because I've always felt like the um, the expansion sets, which is Everfest and Crew, release some heroes. I think they're fun. I think they're the mindset of you know team. You know that uh, the the team battles, the multiplayer battle thing, and some blitz yeah. heroes. Ultimate it's, pit fight. It's it's a fun sort of approach to things. It's not something, and it also, I think, really, what it kind of sort of says as well is like they don't usually release heroes that, like, so for this set, for example, the heroes the heroes in this set can actually um, use the cards that are in it. So. Mm. Um, that's that to me tells me that you know they're prepared to put a hero with no talent in so it actually just goes oh you know what they are prepared and happy to go back to welcome to rafe and arcane rising and print these just non-talented cards in there so it actually just sort of you know they're not completely removing themselves away from uh the non-talented heroes but i don't think you should read too much about the actual heroes having no no talents themselves in this set because you know they're shits and giggles. I mean, they printed a merchant with no cards. <laughs> so, oh, that was fun though. Yeah, exactly. The, um, That's the point. It's fun. The other thing is, me and Simon are showing off our uh, our new young heroes because I was uh, lucky oh, enough. Yeah, trips to... trips absolutely trounced me on that. I round. got a um, finder's library. Was lucky enough to get a spoiler, and as part of the spoiler kit, we got a um, a cold foil. Eastlander, um, with the cold foil on the hero art as well, which is uh, very, very nice. Um, I think they look incredible. Just to wind it back slightly about the, just going back to the um, uh, spoilers, mm. um, 
there's one little thing that I've noticed is that I think they're trialing different ways of how to do the spoils. So if you think back to Monarch, it felt like it was a month long event of it was, and they it was were, they were like three and a half weeks of spoilers. Yeah, and I, I yeah, and Entails was very very condensed into like a two week like yeah. slamathon in one week they just threw it all out and then they went all right sets out a week before pre-release and then it, everything was known a week before we even got into pre-release and then mm. this one i think they've even shortened it further like so it's so it's about a week um uh from the 24th to the 30th i believe off the top of my yeah. head yeah 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 um, my i don't what's your thoughts on that is do you think like i had i had a i was talking to my brother about this um, and but you probably guys never even thought of it, but I think uh, it's fine. I I heard people say that they wanted the spoiler season to start early, but the thing mm. of it is, is realistically, uh, there's the official spoiler season, and then there's the spoiler season. And the spoiler season has already started. Spoiler season started the yeah. second they released Valder, um, mm. and there, and I quite like having an official window. Um, it's good for like content creators to have like yeah. a clear date. Oh um, no! For no that. But, but then it's also I'm good to just that. tease stuff and release stuff, um, build up like hype. Like um, we've seen just cards and speculation, and that's so much clickbait though. I no, like clickbait. so much. Yeah. Clickbait. No, but the thing is, is that my my, I'm not sort of taking it away from the from the content creator bit. That bit that bit's put no. completely fine. Yeah. I just think that actually they for the best for the best. Jobs. <laughs> For the best of the content creators, um, I think the Monarch one hit that on the head really, really well because it spread it out into three weeks. It was like every day there was like five people releasing something. And I think with this one, my slight little thing in my head is that actually I think there's going to be a lot of content creators that are going to miss this opportunity to to for everyone to come in. It's going to be kind of like... Everfest is a giant marketplace. You know, when you walk in, it's bustling with lots of stuff, and you walk by quite a few market stores because it's so busy with things to see that I think what will happen is content creators will throw stuff out, and because so much is coming out in a week, you might but actually miss where that com- where that came from. So my 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 spoiler is coming out on the same day that Steelfur is doing his spoiler on the twenty seventh of January. So we already know that Fight. the two UK ones are getting have the same day so obviously we'll be not competing but they'll be coming out on the same day uh, but i kind of like that um i like the idea of it all just coming out and also um i think people like they're just spoilers right you just i, I think actually having quicker quicker videos maybe would be good rather than just like long and then review like i i think just putting the card out there is great and not making too much of a song and dance about it is cool because it's just uh, the 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 audience just really want to see the card, uh, and it's just like it's nice to be able to share the card with people. But ultimately, it's just a card uh, uh, as part of a wider set. So I'm planning to just put mine out. Uh, what I would say <laughs> about the Monarch spoiler season is, I think it dragged on a bit yeah. too long. Like by the end of it, it sort of lost that hype, that immediate hype. I think by condensing Did it, it, people. Yeah, I think it did, and and people have had maybe too long to think about what they want to do with the cards and gone off in well, they did it in too he- many directions. Well, they did it with heroes, didn't they? They started off with Levia, they did. and then they, yeah. they sort of shown off the Levia. Yeah. So you were like, "Oh, Levia," and then you're like, "Okay, what's next?" Then it went, then it went to Bolton. You're like, "Oh, okay, Bolton," or Chain even. 
and you're like, oh, okay, what, what, and you get fleshed out with Chain, and then there came a story with it, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, cards and story. And then Bolton, cards and story, oh, sweet. And then it Prism was the big reveal. And you're like, oh, my God, a new class, and then cards and story. And then- No, but I definitely think there is a there is a balance, because by the end of that four heroes worth of, of spoilers, you're just like, oh, well, where's the set? I want the set. Yeah, Let me open the set. I, I no, I know, I know. But- I think it worked, but I think it was because it was because it was based around that hero model and because they finished with Prism. It really brought yeah. it up yeah. to a and crescendo. And then Tales of, but Tales of Aria, just, I can't remember that. It just went... Just blah, just just it just kind of just vomited in a week, and then the heroes were not as built up in a way that I was. Mm. I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't. Mm. That was just my thoughts. I thought the Monarch Spoiler season was so far the most. Me- Maybe it was the first, but it felt like even now I was more memorable. I think from the perspective of the of doing finals, it was re- Monarch was a great release because of the lore and the hero yeah. stories that they released um and i remember doing the videos as the heroes came out and it was really exciting i think with tales um all three of the heroes in tales we were sort of introduced to them but we weren't given apart from briar we weren't given too much of a like big story to accompany them in the same way that like you know there was a conflict in monarch between yeah. the shadow heroes and the light heroes while in tales that conflict is like clearly about to happen and will probably happen in a future set um so that's going to be really exciting in the future but we didn't quite have that conflict or... yeah the stories were short and sweet and, and i think it'll be the Everfest, same for everfest no... because there's there's not going to be it's not a boost it's a uh, it's a supplementary set right um, well crew we did a good job crew was hype because it was the first time we got equipment outside yeah. of the legendaries and but the no, they did an amazing job with stories with viscerai his his yeah. story that thing was, additional we're story was they great, just actually. released the um like bringing the story tying oldham and briar yeah, journey, and lexi together quest. which was really good and they've introduced some new characters which we might see in um in everfest yeah and i hope they just yeah. take it on from there well obviously i do because i make videos on the story yeah because uh, you're a law fiend <laughs> i do love it <laughs> I will say that I think I think I, I don't know if I said this in another episode. I just feel like the law of the of the game is I don't know. Just took a bit of a backseat. I think that people might not. I think people sometimes underestimate how important having an overarching story to this game is. Yeah. Uh, like obviously the game is fun, and it, but the best games have something tying it that you know this conflict. But I think that I think what Hamish is saying is that LSS need to make more of that. Yeah, like, LSS need to push that, and it's great having people like yourself, Trip at Find Out Library and Dead Summer, yeah, doing Dead so like law breakdowns, which is fantastic. And when you put it with voice actors, and when you put it with um, animations and and great pictures, they mm. it just brings it alive. Yeah, but I think either LSS need to push you guys more, which may be happening. Mm. Um, or they need to do more with the law that they've got themselves, and it does seem that they're taking that more seriously. Like the the grand adventure uh, article they released was written by a community member who may or may not work for LSS now. Um, maybe they just don't have the capacity, but maybe. I, but at the, it's just it's just it was one of the one of the um, best things. It was one of the it was one of the good things about the game that I that drew me into the game. Yeah, I'd like to see more I, of that. That's all. And I think what we're really saying is make Findos Library great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> he makes he makes videos about how 
cards that shouldn't be banned should be banned. You know. Well, I've gone back to law now. Law yeah. is much safer. <laughs> you gave it a go. I gave it <laughs> maybe, a go. We'll, maybe we'll talk about bans <laughs> later on. Yeah. So I don't mind if they make mistakes as long as they learn from. Them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all going for experiments, but so far this experiment is not the it's not the brew I like to drink at the minute. It was a good go. It's not, not the crazy jam. brew for you. No, this is. They've made marmalade today. I can't really wait like to build an Icelander crazy brew deck, by the way. Um, mm. So talking of crazy my, brews, basically. who wants to hear a crazy interview? Boom. Certainly do. Actually, good transition. That was oh. good. Yeah. Normally, yeah. they're okay, but that one was actually genuinely good. This is adequate, <laughs> but this is, and hopefully it's good enough for the classic himself. He's got a few names. He's a, a top player known as Mr. Classic. He's one half of Session Blood. Uh, he's the organized or unorganized play manager for Legend Story Studios. Uh, we'd like to welcome Kieran McIntaggart. Thank you very much, guys. I'm very happy to be here. Um, shout out, push the point. And yeah, you know, Mr. Classic, the community nickname, I just can't get rid of. But, it's just uh, stuck around. Uh, I, I love it. It's just, just stuck not around. going away, but you know, far be it from me to, uh, to fight the community's wishes. So it is what it is. <laughs> I like it. I think it's really catchy. Yeah, I think you secretly you love it. Really, you love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I may have invented it. May have pushed it. You know, <laughs> <never> know. <laughs> we'll never know for sure. We'll never know. Um, Kieran, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, not too bad. So it's you know New Zealand to England time zone so is a little bit different. So for you guys, it's what nearly ten in the morning for me. It's yeah. eleven at night. But we- it's a good day. I got back into the office after sort of. A few restrictions loosens and yeah. sort of jazz, so it's been nice. Uh, we, we might we might wheel back round to uh, your activities in the office today. Uh, there's been a bit of an announcement, which we'll come back to later. But by way as an introduction, Kieran, just tell us, like, what's your journey been like? You, you take take us on a little journey from your start as an enthusiastic player of of Flesh and Blood through content creator, and now obviously as an organized play manager for LSS. How did that all start? Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll try and go through the start very quickly because I feel like I uh, may have said this a few times. Um, Maybe. No, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, so short summary is uh, I initially got into Flesh and Blood because um, my flatmate at the time was the one and only Tom Penny, who I think oh, you know. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> the boy. AKA, AKA the Warrior King. Um, so he was pretty much trying to get myself and Carol to play and we weren't interested and he kept hassling us, kept hassling us and we played a sealed deck. I watched Carol play one and I thought I'd have a go. Then I jumped in and played and I was playing Bravo and I got like the first turn swapped Wraith like sealed, like a red slog into uh, regurgitating slog for like 13 or something dominated to go off Palfa's life, ended up winning the game and I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. Something to play casually. <laughs> Never play constructed though. And then... Spent like four hundred dollars buying like the yeah. legendaries and all the majestics and stuff. Like three days later, um, yeah, and then from there, you know, Carol jumped into the game, so I played a lot with him. Um, and I think like probably a few weeks later, we, uh, and I maybe three four weeks later, we ended up in a minivan going down to Palmerston North, which is kind of a pretty small town slash city in New Zealand, about a six hour drive from Auckland. Wow! Uh, to go play one of the road to nationals. Um, or was it? No, no, no. Sorry, it's Road to Calling all the way back then. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. so, calling, jeez. Yeah, so uh, it, so the people had organized like a, uh, a house and stuff for it to stay. It was quite funny looking back because in that 
our van or sort of room with nine people there were like a, a lot of people but some of the names people might recognize is um Alan and Ian so the, the radio reflex guys yeah. but yeah. also uh Kale McCreeth and Matt Rogers were okay. down there as well and our, and, our right. and Carol and I were kind of sitting there in the back being like oh we don't really know anyone here but okay <laughs> <laughs> just go with it um yeah and then sort of that was that we just kind of I think uh, I ended up make, made the top four of that event, and then we just played all the road to callings all the way through, onto the callings, and then it was kind of the start of the journey. Um, only actually early, very the only tournament I missed, one of the very early ones in Auckland, was actually the very first Auckland calling, which was Welcome to the Steel Deck. Um, and but I had a good reason for that. I had a very good reason for that because it's uh, my my partner who we'd been sort of dating for about six weeks at that time it was actually her birthday on the same day oh, uh, so, oh. <laughs> Yo, so it, you were like oh. and, and on top of that you know I'd, I'd barely played the game i played like one or two sealed decks so i thought you know i've got no hope anyway so it might be a bit much to say yeah uh, all right uh happy birthday i'll see you in about nine hours so. <laughs> banking some brown banking some brownie points there and, and you did pretty well at one of the first callings eh I did all right. I did all right. So yeah, the, the first classic instructor calling was held here in good old Auckland. Mm. Um, and I was playing mm. Ninja and all my primary testing partners for that were, yeah, like Carol, Tom, and none other than Matt Rogers, who ah. came out to my flat. We played a, a whole lot of Dorinthia versus Katsu games all the way through. Um, and I ended up playing him in round three and lost a bit of a thriller. And that was my one loss in the Swiss, the tournament. Sweet. Um, yeah, I managed to make it through to the final. Um, where I was taken down by none other than Sasha playing the, uh, yes. the innovative, the pretty innovative Ninja Control deck, uh, which was uh, very unknown at the time. Uh, it's funny, looking back, I think Tom and maybe Carol played him in Swiss, so uh, I kind of blame them for not giving me the they heads They didn't up. give you the heads <laughs> up. <laughs> I, was no... like, What's this guy? I think I was telling him, like, what's this guy playing? Is he playing like surging strikes and stuff? He's like, oh. I don't know, man. I'm like, why not? <laughs> no secret tech, no. Ah, well, and yeah, but it was good. Good fun stories. My uh, one story I like to bug the people at work about, uh, including my my friend Newson at work. Shout out to Newson is uh, in the semifinals. I made this block with those playing against Garko Luke Fletcher, and I kind of got an early lead and then blocked a critical attack with my mask and momentum when I was on like 27 life or something, which was a little bit unheard of at the time. I like to say I, I thought I was maybe a bit ahead of the curve and. That was always, I felt, the clutch play that ended up winning me that game. Nice. So I always like to brag about it. Just <laughs> yeah. sack off the mask early, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just confuse your opponent. And then uh, and then obviously you started up what what is probably one of the most well-known um, YouTube channels for Flesh and Blood so far, Session Blood. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely know it got me... Uh, further into the game than i was at the time and definitely helped with some some sort of tactical nuances and how how did that start up like you and carol seemed pretty natural at it right from the beginning yeah so a uh, session board was just something that uh it was back in 2020 i think i'm just trying to cast my mind back now um so you know carol and i were just you know we'd be talking about the game all the time and stuff like that and you know we we're playing a whole lot of uh playing a whole lot of fab testing each, each other and uh, but we're just talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And then we were like looking around on YouTube and other things. And there just didn't seem to be that many podcasts or content creators and stuff. Like there were a few here and there. Um, and, you know, so shout out to all the, the early people way back then. 
but I know Sasha, for example, did one, but then he joined the company, so kind of toned that down. Uh, yeah. Um, and we just thought, you know, why not just give it a go? Uh, so yeah. we all it started with, I think, it was way back a very, very early, like Road to Calling or Road to National, something like that. And pretty much the first episode was Carol just like came out to my apartment. We're just like, okay, what's roughly we're going to talk about? So he just jotted down some points for two or three minutes. I just put my phone in the middle of the table and said, okay, uh, three, two, one, hit record. And we just went from there and we just kind of you know, riffed a little bit. Uh, we're talking about the metagame, talking about some of the results we saw, what we expected to see coming up, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we put it out there and, you know, the New Zealand community was pretty supportive pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we got something like 70 or 80 views and we were hyped. We were like, all right, yeah. like, <laughs> this is great. Um, so we just started off first just on like uh, the podcast on Spotify and then we kind of moved it into a YouTube channel. And yeah, just kind of really picked up steam along the way. And um, we started doing a few gameplay videos and stuff like that and a few kind of general interest podcasts. Because I think our main thing very early on is we just wanted to, you know, without sounding too like condescending or anything, we wanted to try share a bit of knowledge that we'd picked up because we know yeah. New Zealand um, are able to like play a lot more than the rest of the world. Um, so, you know, we were pretty fortunate in that sense. And yeah, so, and like... There are a few things early on as well. I think for gameplay videos, we were kind of, we watched a few online and way back then, the people that like, you know, we never want to talk down on people who are creating content because there just wasn't any back then. And like, whatever people are doing was great and we appreciated it. But there were, it was one of those things. Sometimes you'd see people just make very obvious mistakes, probably because they're quite new to the game. And yes. you kind of, you kind of like, ooh. Um, and then you're kind of like, oh, if no one else out there has any access to information, then like, maybe they're not realizing. Yeah. What sort no, of that's cool. And that kind of thing. Basically, so, yeah, you're just you're you're just sharing experiences you feel that may, maybe people don't know, and you just think, well, well yeah. I tell you what, I'm just going to throw this out. People might know it, but if they don't, there's they've now got somewhere to go to pick this stuff up, and it just makes them more engaged and actually feel like, oh, I didn't know you can actually think this way. You know, it's yeah, I, I totally get that. That's, it's a it's that's a really cool. interesting point actually, because Kieran, I I don't know if you're aware in the UK. A lot of the player base now never really played Welcome to Wraith or Arcane Rising um, metas oh, yep. because the game properly released with with Crucible of War and Monarch, really. And mm-hmm. I've actually been sharing your Session Blood dealing with Dorinthia episode to quite a few people. Uh, yep. Like that, to me, that is is one of the the best episodes you've ever done. It explains so well how yeah. to deal with Dorinthia, which if you haven't really played the Welcome to Wraith meta, it's really hard to get your head around the blocking strategies. But that, again, is a core mechanic in the game, and it's such a useful episode. So thank you from now yeah, and from a year ago. Yes. Oh, no worries. It's funny. That's one of the ones I was going to mention, actually. It's one of my favorite ones we've ever done because that's a lot of the things um, we felt just from like playing around our local meta games and talking to people and stuff we saw online. You know, we'd see posts being like, I just cannot beat the rent here. It's impossible yeah. because, like, you know, I... I, I defend with my cards and they've got the singing steel blade or they've got this mm. or they got that and, and um I played like tons and tons and tons and tons of games against Dorinthia at that point because Welcome to Wraith meta it was like the the toughest hero I felt for mm. Katsu. And you had to play it in a very particular way. Um otherwise you just got constantly blown out. And even in like Arcane Rising meta I played a lot against it. Um on like various different decks, played against Katsu, played against it on Reiner. But yeah, that, that was something that we were like, okay, we'll just do our best and like throw a lot of stuff out there. 
um, and we finished it. We're like, okay, we'll see if this is helpful. And I think that's one of our most popular ones. And yeah, um, you know, haven't seen haven't seen too much of uh, Dorinthia, the the old girl yeah, these exactly. days. But uh, oh, she'll yeah. be back. She'll be back. I'm sure. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, and what does that mean? Take, Who knows? Anyway, read into that too much. And yeah. uh, so obviously now. Uh, both you and Carol are part of the company. Um, where do you see the channel going? You've you've had a couple of videos out a, le- a little more sporadically, but do you see that as a continuing presence? Yeah, it's something that's unfortunately it's um, you know we haven't released a new kind of podcast or gameplay video in in, in quite a while. Um, one thing was uh, I feel just last year we were just uh, you know so busy either. Like playing or like Carol doing dev work on me organizing yeah, course, stuff yeah. and I was doing um, yeah. some other stuff to do with like my law degree so I just kind of had quite a lot on and uh Carol's got a young kid as well so it, it kind of dropped off a little bit and there were also it became a little bit harder just because there were certain things that it's a bit more difficult to talk about particularly with Carol mm. doing like dev work um mm. so you know, I couldn't uh, be a bit half me. Uh, new sets released. I'm like, yo, so Carol, what's the best hero? Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, what does this matchup look like? Um, but it, it is something, um, and same similar thing for like gameplay videos, something that we've just kind of fallen off a little bit with doing. Mm. It, it is really something that I would like to, to get back into doing at some point for sure. Because, um, so, you know, I am really hoping this year to get back into doing a few more podcasts, maybe a few gameplay videos here and there. Um, one thing I will say as well, like I said, like one of our early drivers was to just try and like share a bit of knowledge in the community when there just wasn't that much out there. Yeah. Um, whereas these days there actually is a lot more really great content. Like, um, you know, for example, you guys pushed the point. I think you guys put out a lot of good stuff. Um, Thank another you. one of my, one of my probably favorite competitive ones is Arsenal Pass. So oh, yeah. Shout out to Hayden and yeah. Brendan. I feel they've really sort of, uh, no, I think I said to Hayden one time, I feel like he really kind of took the torch and ran with it. Um, I think they do an excellent job, very professional, yeah. probably a lot better than we ever did, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it is something it is something I miss a little bit because, okay. you know, as you can probably tell just from this, you know, I love to talk. You ask me a question, I'll talk all day long. No, <laughs> so, no, that's cool. It's, it's, it's funny, Hamish, yeah, I know uh, someone else like that. Um, oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> Using that as a segue, then the reason you don't have time for this anymore is because you're now an organized play manager at Legend Story Studios. Um, how like how have you found the transition to that role? Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting because um, so my my role sort of technically is I largely oversee the the premier organized play, so things like uh, national championships, callings, um, all that kind of jazz, like you know, pro the, the big dogs yeah. uh, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, I feel when I started last year, at the very start, I did initially a bit of dev work and then moved into the OP team um, and then over to Premier OP. I, I feel it was a bit of a shock to the system originally. Uh, yeah. you know, it sort of dropped in the deep end a little bit um, because we, you know, we'd run some pretty, we'd run some really cool events before, but I think last year was when things like really, really ramped up, you know, yeah. with the release of, I feel, Monarch in particular. Um, but we, we went from running sort of slightly smaller events to you know kicked off with a sort of direct to the Auckland calling so nice. uh, I'd never really organized anything before and then we had this like 250 person yeah. like you know two and a half day event which uh, I think was great experience managed to get a bit of commentating on that um then we had like the, the US callings 
but, so working through it with Channel Fireball on that was... Um, and the 1,000 players cool. in uh, Vegas for the Tales of Aro release. I mean, that's huge. Exactly. And I think we, um, you know, I learned a lot along the way. Um, yeah. I, I feel there were definitely a few mistakes made. Um, I think things like the round structure of some of the mm. initial callings is something that uh, I'm looking at tweaking a little bit along the way. Okay. Um, you know, 11 rounds initially for, uh, I think, the Vegas where we had 750 people. You know, seven rounds and four rounds, I think. Hindsight could have been done a little bit better. Um, okay. But, but yeah, and then obviously the national championships was uh, a very interesting experience, to be honest. Because uh, the previous <laughs> year we'd run exactly two nationals, which is New Zealand and Taiwan. Um, and then we had New Zealand, Taiwan, and about 23 other countries. Uh, oh. So, but one of the most enjoyable parts about that was getting to interact with all sort of the amazing TOs and uh, mm. local game stores around the world. So, Obviously, uh, the Living Round crew. Um, shout out to Fabio. Yeah, yeah shout out to Fabio and to, uh, to Ryan and yeah. to uh, Jake, Jake as well, yeah. I believe, and all the people there. Um, but it was just really cool because uh, I know those guys were super passionate about it and I feel did an amazing job. Um, you know, a little bit of unfortunate controversy at the UK Nats, but you know, you live and learn. Nah, and you it's on. All, all good, man. We got it. It's yeah. all, it's, it's, for, we've all moved on. For those of Everyone us there, had an amazing time. Yeah, for those of us there, Including we know how good it was, and we know how well it went down as an event. It was, it was some maybe outside observers that picked up on a few different things. Amen. Yeah, and um, but aside from that, you know, then all the uh, you know the big national championships, obviously the one in the states, um, which was more sort of channel fireball. We worked with them, but you know, just working with places in like uh, you know Germany and Poland, for example. Um, you know, some of the big 96 people won, and then some of the ones over uh, coming, uh, you know, in Hong Kong, Taiwan, but also a whole lot of the smaller ones around the world, yeah. like, you know, places in Portugal, um, too many to name, honestly, but there was, like, yeah. all, all the LGS owners were just, you could mm. tell, they, they really cared about the game. Um, I think, you know, by and large, they all did a fantastic job, um, and just want to give a big shout-out to all the community teams who sort of stepped up and did some streaming for the events, because uh, I know it's, you know, it's not that easy, and they just kind of out of their way to supply commentary and streaming and i thought they did an awesome job so thank you so much all the people who did that they did yes it was really good really good and just to mention the proquest uh, we're talking to you uh, on a day when lss have announced more about the proquest series which is obviously kicking off in february um mm -hmm. nothing like uh, reinforcing a good position and, and you guys are really you know kicking off 2022 with a with a good series of events yeah, so I think ProQuest is uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think it's really, really cool. Um, I have to say, my, my colleagues in uh, sort of the general OP team, the account managers there, have um, done an incredible job mm. at sort of, you know, putting together. So, you know, they've done an amazing job at things like the uh, the, the Road to Nationals and Skirmish and the, the ProQuest, which, you know, we have a little bit chat about it, but that's largely they put that together. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's going to be really exciting. Uh, there's over like 250 ProQuests around the world. Um, and as those who, you know, the eagle-eyed people who read the announcement closely will see that uh, there's a pass-down invite to the finalists. So if the winner already has an invite and the runner-up does not, the invite will pass down to them. Um, you know, there's there's gold prize cards uh, on the line. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be really exciting. I think it's good because I, I think there was a little bit of a period last year where People were sort of requiring things like PTIs and, um, you know, I think P it was generally just PTIs earlier. Um, but now, but you sort of click them up and you're like, okay, this is nice, but what do I use these for? Because yeah. we've had callings, we've got nationals. But now I feel like when 
you know, we've got sort of actual, you know, pro tours and, and worlds coming up this year and there'll be sort of announcements coming out in the not too distant future about some of those. Nice. Um, I think it's super exciting for people because now it's like you go to an event and you win it and you're like, I know exactly what I'm qualified for. Um, yeah, the, ro- the roadmap is starting to open up a lot more now, so you can actually just see where these uh, these winnings and these uh, invitations are. I mean, are you exactly, and, the, and um, for those, I know just for the people out there, you may not be sure, so the ProQuest invites and PTIs are a little bit different. So um, the PTIs in, that have existed previously, those do not expire, and you can use them for any event, whereas the install ProQuest series, it qualifies you for the next Pro Tour, uh, wherever that may be. Um, and is the but, plan is the plan for uh, PTIs one from future nationals and callings? Uh, is that plan for them to be open again? That's kind of uh, to be determined. Uh, how we're going to approach okay. like the the top eights from uh, you know things like callings and nationals going forward. Um, but one cool thing is uh, for the battle hard. It's uh, we've rebranded battle hardened into a new yeah, thing. I noticed that. And um, so, so previously. Battle Hardened was the kind of warm-up event on the Friday before the big event on the weekend. Um, although, we kind of sat down and had a look at it, and we thought it's having ProQuest as like this thing attached to a calling or nationals, for example, that gives a PTI, and having install ProQuest series is a bit odd. It, it doesn't Yeah, like, the nomenclature doesn't, doesn't fit, yeah. And, it's, and, and Battle Hardened as well, it was, um, it was cool, but it's kind of like we have battle hardened, but it's before the battle actually begins. So, like, you know, oh, what are you battle okay. hardened by? Yeah. Like, nothing. <laughs> so, um, so we thought we had this great brand with like good name recognition. And, you know, we figured, why don't we see what we can do? So, we've revamped that into, um, into battle hardened. Nice. So, I think that's going to be very cool. And, for example, battle hardened, the cool thing about that as well, you know, it can be attached to things like nationals instead of the pro quest, you might have a yeah. battle hardened or callings. A battle hardened may also be, you know, standalone events that we put out there okay. um, at places from time to time. Bit so, of flexibility. Exactly. And those, um, you know, they have uh, those award PTIs as opposed to uh, progress invites, so non-expiring. Oh. And um, you now watch the space because there'll be, I think there'll be another announcement about battle hardens coming out at some point. But, Interesting. Uh, the no. thing is for battle hardened, that there may actually be more than one PTI on offer. So... Oh, any 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 other little exclusive snippets you want to give us there, Kieran, or are you going to stay stum for now? Uh, that's probably as much as I can say. Okay. But, um, but you know, for Battle Hard, we're exploring a few things. So we're you know looking at potentially doing things like cash prizes for Battle Hardened as well. Um, and yeah, uh, amazing. We shouldn't say any more. Yeah, but, no. Uh, good. But yeah, the the listeners appreciate everything they can get. I'm sure. Um, but one final thing I just want to say very quickly on that, sorry before I move yeah, on, yeah. is um, I feel the really cool thing I'm excited about for Battle Hardened is that it's something that we can help put out to like emerging communities around the world. So maybe places that haven't had a whole lot of OP or the scenes might be just like a little bit too small just now to have like big events like callings, for example. But we know there's like passionate fan bases in those areas. Um, I think it's really cool because we can, you know, go to TOs in those countries or in those regions and sort of throw a battle hardened out there and say, look, you know, here's your chance to um, get an, a PTI. And you, know, you never know. I always like yeah. the Cinderella stories, you know, like the ones from someone winning an online qualifier to the World Series of Poke and winning the main event. You know, I I would love it if someone in, say, for example, like Thailand or the Philippines or one of these newer yeah, regions yeah, yeah. coming out there, um, you know, wins a battle hardened, goes on to win the world champs or something. That'd be, I, I think that'd, that'd be, be a awesome. crazy story. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And then, like, just to wrap things up, Kieran, like, firstly, thank you for giving us the time today. Uh, we know you're a busy man. Yeah. We know it's late in New Zealand. Um, but just give us, uh, like, some top points, what you want to achieve in the next 12 months, whether that be for you or for the for the game. Um, I think in terms of the, the game, what I'd sort of really like to see is just the... The, the bigger and bigger kind of emergence of the kind of like the fed ecosystem in a way, mm. if I can put it that way, um, and, and player growth. So I think 2021 was a really, really good year for just setting the setting the foundation for the game. So I think, you know, 2020 versus 2021 was night and day. Um, yeah. Like in terms of play, player numbers, in terms of tournaments we had around the world, in terms of like content creators and all the content out there, player engagement and everything. Um, 2021, I, I'd really like to see it build on that and... Um, first of all, I'd, I'd, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood that we international travel opens up a lot, and we get to have some like really good international events. So we get players from all different regions of the world competing against each other. Yeah, can't wait. Um, I, what I'd love to see is like you know, uh, flesh and blood start to create some of its own kind of like big names and, and narratives and stuff like that. Because obviously we've already had that a little bit. You know, we've got people like your, your Matt Rogers of the worlds, of course, which I feel probably everyone knows, and. Um, you know, your Tarek's who the US national champion and uh it's a calling winner. I think he won that calling, didn't he? Um No, I think he and, won just the Nats, didn't he? I don't know. Oh maybe he was running Michael calling, Michael so won the calling, yeah. That's right. Um yeah, so you know, the merchants these big names and stuff like that, and I'd just really would like to see um because I think the more the average skill level picks up, and I think it has picked up significantly, then the more people are able to build on that by sort of forming teams and testing with each other mm. and that kind of thing. That's I don't know, that's a bit of a long-winded rambling thing, but that's basically no. my uh, I like to see for the game and just bigger, bigger and better attendance around the world. Like love for us to crack like a thousand-person calling at some point, something like that. And oh, uh, the dreamy days. I'm uh, oh yeah, I'm super excited for the first pro tour. I uh, I can't wait. <laughs> Snap! Wow, thank you so much. Oh, no worries at all, guys. And yeah, I have to say, um, obviously national season is coming to an end, but. Um, I'll be going down to, to Wellington uh, for the New Zealand National Championships, not this weekend, but next weekend. And we uh, look like we'll have some coverage sorted out for that. So cool. some people might hear me doing a bit of commentary here and nice, there, which I love yeah. doing. So. And we finally get to see whether the uh, New Zealand scene put their money where their mouths are and uh, yeah. you know, show us how show us how the game's played mistake-free yeah. mistake on stream, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking forward to that because I know I uh, you know I I love my uh, Kiwi brothers and sisters, but I I know we uh, we have a bit of a bad rep sometimes for being a little bit cocky. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, it's all but, good. It's all it's all it's all just banter. We like but, the drama. Hey, we like it's the your drama. T- it's, it's, yeah, it's your turn now. So uh, we're all going to be sitting there with our popcorn, looking forward to. Uh, all exactly, those especially clean plays. I feel especially <laughs> in the sort of later rounds, once you get up to sort of rounds, you know, seven, eight, and onwards, where Oh, yeah. Although people have pretty top records, so there's no excuses. Um, so yeah. I, I look to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. And uh, again, Kieran, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, Hamish, thanks for being Hamish and uh, having oh, wow, and, sure. and having strangers in the background. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks very much. Awesome, no worries. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Like, do you know what? It just feels. I may like as a I mean we're what nine months old as content creators has pushed a point now and we've got an OP manager from the company uh, that makes the game that we all love 
Jump to on. come and give us an interview. Know, one thing you can say about Push the Point is we get the, we get the best <laughs> guests. We really do, though. Like, like, we've had some incredible guests. It's amazing. Guests. Who, turns out if you ask people, uh, they tend to say yes. <laughs> people don't guess, mind talking. They don't mind talking to uh, Push the Point, which is great. Um, I, I always say, like, the interview is the the foundation of the podcast like we, yeah, we obviously what you want about this, it's not the foundation it's, it's the di- beer our dynamic so modest it's the foundation uh, do you feel podcast? like we um <laughs> we have built like i feel like push the point is something you can go back and listen to old episodes and there's the interviews really like ground it and like i would go back and listen to like that interview with matt rogers that we did i would still go back and listen to that yeah. now and it would still be built, like, still, still relevant, still yeah, relevant. which yeah. is great. I just kind of feel like we're creating a good resource. I mean, yeah. that's totally do you know what people have been prepared to talk about this week? What the bands? Oh, <laughs> yeah, god, the ban list. Jesus Christ! Well, um, I tell you what, Simon, you give us give us your thoughts on that. Do you want a bit of a summary? Yeah, no, not a summary. <clears throat> give us give us, your, give us your real thoughts. Go on, deep dive. So, as a Briar player, I haven't really conformed to the uh, the meta. Cheerios Briar. Um, and actually, the errata to the hero card, which is the first errata to a hero card we've had so far, changing embodiments of Earth from any time an attack action card deals damage to uh, the first time. I think that's, I think actually, personally, I think that's a reasonable errata. I think that's a reasonable change for that hero. I'm not sure there should be any card that can that would normally block for two that can now block for six or seven like well, nothing, husk, it won't like, block for six or seven it's usually it's but five five is like i mean five or six is not unrealistic if you've if you're playing cheerios briar you might be hitting with four or five sources of damage mm. from uh from, or even three just three yeah nicks of one well what's and so that's what your whole hand gone leading to is that he plays earth briar and the thing is, maybe you're you're very mm-hmm. unlikely to get more than two embodiments. And if they're letting two sources of damage go through, um, you've got something big coming do, back your they, way. Yeah, the they're just going to hit you back. But you generally go big attack, swing with Rosetta, right? Or just big attack. And yeah, that, if that, you get a bit of arcane in off a uh, off a bramble spark, great. You missed out on one embodiment, but actually, yeah. it, I've been playing it with the errata and it's still steamrolled. Yeah, it's still people. phenomenal deck. Still please go like just go back and look at the deck tech we did uh, mm. as a group and just take have the, a go with the deck. Take because the I, I still think it's got legs. Um put two more put it put a yellow bramble spark in, stick a stick a red come to fight. I put two red come to fights in and a yellow bramble spark and it was just like yeah, I'm just going to block for four with these come to fights. It's great. Can we just talk quickly about maybe maybe why these symptoms are uh, rearing their head now? And as we've said previously in this podcast, it is a young game. It, it is very young. It's been in development for a long time, but it is very young. Is the fact that it comes from a relatively small country like New Zealand and they're very tight with their testing teams, is that a reason why we're having some of these blowout issues in cards like the rune blades have proven to be very strong but if you only have a small testing team does that mean that you're not getting the the right breakpoints 
Um, I think it's, it's very It's a small team. I think, we, I think people compare it to historic card games and say, well, other card games that came out a long time ago didn't have as many bans. But the way the world works is that everything is hyper-tested and communication is instantaneous. So if someone finds something that's broken, it gets shared immediately, right? Yeah, and, there's and no it, mystery anymore. It distributes throughout the community. Like, you know, we saw it with Cheerio Briar, which was something that came was uh, that Tariq was looking at, right? Um, came over to... Is that, that correct? Am I right there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Yeah, yeah. Um, so you both looked like... <laughs> she's like, you're talking bullshit. Um, and then it kind of no, came no. over to the UK like in time for our nationals got played our nationals went and everyone watched that and went back just hyper communication isn't it and you can test um as much as you like i still think broken stuff is going to get found it's going to get shared so quickly yeah, of course yeah i mean you've got 20 brains figuring out how a card works and then once you release it you give it to twenty thousand brains yeah you know there's something you've missed which is going to be normal but yeah this i do think there's a symptom of small team small team can't find everything and they haven't got enough to do, you know, I still think the population and the player base seriously outweighs the demands of what that, what the small team can deliver. I've been through it with other games, but the, but the good thing is I think that LSS is doing a very, very, very good job about it. It seems to be all hands on deck all the time, yeah. but at the same time, this, there are going to be some things that you go, oh, you, you, you we're all got the, jaded vision of this is huge this is a huge thing we love the game you know we want the best but this is not a big team this is a small team they can only be able to achieve so much yeah so yeah what do you expect this is why i don't my expectations of finding balance crazy over the wall shit is just not there i think bands are good i know i I, I, I don't want to speak for everyone because i know that's not the um prevailing opinion People, I think it. Don't I think it generally shows a proactive approach, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love. I love it. The fact that they turned around and went, yeah, you see, this stuff it's gone. I'm just like, ah, but it's just in my nature. I like to see, you know, it's like, I don't know, redecorating the living room. Still the living room, but it just feels a little bit different. You're like, oh, I like it. You know, did you need to do it? Probably not, but it just feels good. And it makes you, it just spruces up the house a little bit. Rather than just having more furniture, which is what this new set would be. It's just yeah, more it, furniture yeah. added to the added to the room, but nothing has changed within the room. I do think it's anyway. been an interesting one. I, 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 I am at the moment struggling to see where the Living Legends system sits within this new band strategy. <laughs> I think that's a carrot on the string, yeah, isn't it? Because, um, <laughs> Oh, they're gonna go forever. If, if, no, they're not. You're gonna change yeah, if, it before if it happens. LSS continually um, pulls back the strongest yeah, playing, the, the strongest performing heroes. You're joking. They want Chain to be the first one. <laughs> then, it, then obviously they won't reach the Living Legend. Then they remain. He will. He's still good. I think Chain and Bravo will good. be the first I, ones I do, there. I think. I think actually, Chain's pretty likely. The, the, the Chain mechanic Ooh. has such potential, um, and it, they, whatever yeah. they print, something's gonna break it again so here's so before we go into your next bit is there an expert simon no there's I've no got, next bit no okay i'm gonna i'm gonna end with this for the community to give a comment place your bets people who is the first to hit living legends yeah let's know in the comments actually that's a really good question you can have a yeah. look at the current simon, list who do you think 
Who do I think? Is this It's our... going to be the first. Yeah, who's going to be the first to hit Living Legends and then we'll end there? I think Chain. I I Tri- think Briar. Oh, I think Chain. I think I only think Briar because I think Earth Briar is going to do really well. It's hard. Yeah. Nah. I think Nah, it's all right. It's good. It's, it's not it's not crazy good. I think Ch- I think Briar could just fall on her ass yeah. in a moment's notice. And I think Chain and Bravo are going to be the ones that will go, oh, here's a new set, loads of new cards, and they'll go, yep, still crazy. I bet it's definitely a question for once we've seen what non-attack blood deck card Chain say, gets yeah. in Everfest and how much it costs. I know. I, it's going to be equipment. I'm telling you, the the equipment is going to completely redefine where the positions of heroes are going to be. It's not going to be the... Majestics will also be the next no, thing following No, if Chain it. gets a, a, a non-attack with Go Again that costs one or less, it's over, mate. No, Imagine that with Spellbind Creepers. Jeez. Oh, yeah, but that, that's the thing. That's my point. What made room, What made Chain so crazy? Was it these new Runeblade cards? It was equipment. No, it was, did this it, was right. <laughs> it was Seeds of Agony. It was Seeds of Agony. No, Seeds of Agony... Put him down a peg, but it wasn't. Tell you what, it wasn't tell you what Hamish, we'll play. I'll have a deck, and you have four pieces of equipment, and we'll see who wins. Okay. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> saying that's what makes the hero better. That's what refined. That's what makes. Okay. You know what's going to get Dorinthia? It's just because you're Reiner a this main over mate. the line. That's what happened with this and your skeleton. Well, it's true. Yeah, I know. That's why you're saying it because it's exactly. Yeah, well, Skeletor, Skeletor completely right. redefined. Well, every other hero right. is still running Tunic. And then they, and then they gave, they, they, yeah, and then they gave Sonata, and Sonata was like, "Well, that's pretty good." And then they gave just Creepers. That's it. That's all he needed. Three cards after yeah. Arcane Rising, not after Crew. That's all he needed, and he was really, now he's really good. Yeah. Give Dorinthia a new headpiece. That is just like what the hell? If you hit and it does this, are you joking? I think you've poked the bear trip. I think you've, um, I think you've wound him yeah, up. Yeah, no, he's ready to go. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> Everyone, I, I, the majestics are one thing, but it's the equipment. I'll be like laser focused. Sure. That's going to be the sure. biggest change to these heroes and all the heroes below, like Dorinthia, like Dash, like Reinar. They those those equipment cards is going to push them into the new whether they're good or not. That's my hot take. Right, go and leave us your comments. Tell us who's going to be the first to get to Living Legend. Like and subscribe to our podcast because you love us and we yeah, love you. Yeah, let's get us to five hundred. That'd be great. And have a look, see what you think about our Patreon, and maybe get some unedited, long form interviews. Uh, some preview time on deck text that we release in the future and just you know, come and come and join our discord discord come and come and be lovely lovely patrons yeah come come yeah come support us in any way you can thanks very much everyone see you next time bye <laughs> oh we actually did the triple <laughs> <laughs>